Welcome to the Overreact Podcast. In a society that puts women in a box. Let's overreact. I'm your host, Angela Wamboy. I'm your girl, Monica Mohoya. And I'm your girl, Lash Angela. All right, so today we are having interesting conversations with an amazing team of two amazing ladies. Uh, they are the founders of The Colored Girl, which was founded in 2016 by none other than Tori Elizabeth and co-founded by Rachelle Douglas. Ladies, welcome to Overreact. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Uh, ladies, just tell us, introduce yourselves and tell us an interesting fact about yourselves. So I'm Tori Elizabeth. I am from Houston, Texas. Now I live in New York, New Jersey. An interesting fact is I met my husband on an app, Tinder. <laughs> Swipe. And they said Tinder didn't work. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Rochelle Daglas, co-founder of The Colored Girl. And a fun fact about me, I have been to every Beyonce concert since Destiny's Child. Get out of here. Beehive. I am queen of the beehive. Oh and this is your sister right here. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Welcome to the studio. Welcome to the table. This is where our space that we bring our ovaries, we overreact and uh, talk about navigating life with ovaries. And, um, you know, I followed you guys and I saw what you're building, that sisterhood, uh, bringing women together, creating, uh, sparking conversations and just next leveling up women to want uh, abundance and to want the next soft life. So we are all about that. And um, we were talking off here with Angela. And we we're talking about how African women or black women, we've been told to shrink ourselves. Oh, don't talk like that. Don't sit, sit like that. Uh, you're too dark. You're, you're this. Uh, you're too beautiful for dark skin. Like there's so much negativity that we face on a daily basis. And uh, we love what you're doing, redefining the value of a black woman and just creating these spaces for us. So, And we are connected because we are all about sisterhood uh, uh, with the work we do with Sister Speaks. And uh, we are so honored to have you here. Uh, thank you so much. And it's funny or interesting that you said sisterhood because one of our core values and one that we really uphold the most is sisterhood. And so we're excited to be here and have this conversation. Welcome to the 254. <laughs> <laughs> um, how does it feel, actually, before we get into the meat of the conversation? Um, first time for Kenya for both of you or... I mean, I've technically been here for 12 hours. No, honey. Yeah. No, 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 no. I left the airport. I went to brunch at Tribe. So technically I flew uh, in for brunch. Wait, okay. you were here for 12 hours. You left the airport, went to the other side of Nairobi technically, had brunch and then went back to get your flight to wherever you were going. Exactly. I love, I love wow. it. Living life and the good life. Tori's such a What about you? Is it your um, yeah, it's my first time in Kenya, so I'm so excited to be here in Nairobi, of course. Um, and I'm excited. So I've never been before when we decided that we were coming. Tori had, you know, been here for 12 hours, so we don't know it well, but we're excited to explore and I think we'll be back. Okay. Awesome. Um, before we get into why you're here, as Mo said, is that there's a lot of synergies between Sister Speaks Global and the Coloured Girls. Um, and one of the things we both do is creating safe spaces. So um, maybe Tori or whoever wants to go first. Um, what inspired, you know, creating the Coloured Girl? And maybe one of you can say why you chose to create safe spaces, perhaps. For sure. Um, so the reason why I decided to create the Coloured Girl was I was in a place in my own personal life where I didn't feel as if I was seen, heard, valued. Um, previous 
I was a celebrity wardrobe stylist and I just went through a lot in that space. And so I wanted to create a campaign that allowed us as women of color to share our stories, to show us like collectively to show light skin and dark skin women and brown skin women together and dressed in a way that you would see on the cover of Vogue. And so creating that first campaign, it went viral and it turned into a movement, which then has turned into a business. And two years after that, created a retreat called the Amara Retreat. Rochelle was actually one of the attendees and that's how we met. And now she's the CEO of The Color Girl. And so the reason for safe space is why it's so important is so that you're able to have conversations like what we're having today and then also connect and create environments for each other to just feel safe and feel seen, feel heard and feel valued. And I'll let Rochelle kind of tell her reason why she came to the retreat and why she's now a part of the company. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Tori. So, um, so yeah, I was at the inaugural um, Color Girl Retreat. I'm a 14-year marketing executive. So when I left corporate America, I had the highest role an executive in marketing could have, chief marketing officer at the largest social network for finance. Um, and after experiencing, you know, the Amara Retreat, it was a very retrospective, you know, moment for me of like, who have I been as an as a sister? Who have I been as a friend? Who have I been as an executive? Um, you know, how many women of color have I pulled up and brought them around the um, brought them up in the world? And that retreat was a transformative experience for me. And so after that retreat, you know, I vowed to Tori that I would help her kind of whatever she needed. And one day we she called and said she needed something. Um, and I was like, okay, I have an hour. And that hour turned into two hours. Um, and if you think about safe spaces, I told, you know, I lended a hand, said that I, I'm willing to help. She knew that that was a safe space. She called me. I answered that call. We sat. We dealt with what she needed. And now five years later, I'm the CEO of the company and co-founder of the business. So being able to be in safe spaces, you're able to thrive, you're able to grow, you're able to reach your full potential in the next level. So, I mean, as sisters and, you know, bringing other sisters together, um, how do you all make the business side of things work? You know, I think that's hard, <laughs> you know, starting as, you know, an attendee and now becoming, yeah. you know. So luckily so, yeah. for me, um, I, again, I had 14 years of like corporate America experience. So I've worked for some of the largest companies in the world, Adobe, Google, um, Oracle. So I have an MBA from um, Penn. So I have the, at least I have the structure and the background and knowledge of how to build a business. Um, so that's where it started. But when I joined the team, I was already working for the largest social network for finance. So there's 2 million you know, men, particularly white men, that talk about stocks and bonds all day. A total addressable market of black women, um, African women, women of color around the world is a larger total addressable market. So I knew that there was something there that we could build that could be monetized well. So if you think around just gavelizing and monetizing community, it's exactly what Facebook has done. It's exactly what Instagram has done. It's exactly what StockTwits has done, the company that I was working for. So I knew that business model. Um, Tori, I knew that I had a great business partner because she's the creative mind behind it. I can crunch numbers and come up with business models all the time, but if she's not creating something that's going to really impact the community and thinking around how we stay relevant, then we have nothing. So how do you build a business? One, you find a, a partner that you are cohesive with, yet different enough to be able to have a breadth of resources in the business for it to thrive. Until you 
have to have someone business sense. So we've had a, a, another business partner and there's two creatives. The business have flourished to the next level because you need someone that can play the role in every aspect of the business. And as we continue to grow, like this is our next phase for the color girl. So we're going to continue to add top talent so we can be the largest community of women of color globally. So when we see you next year, yes. we're going to go from 82,000 to 82 million. Yes. We will be the largest community for women of color globally. I love that. You're the true definition of when women come together, magic happens. You know, we are in this room seated and in the words of Michelle Obama, no country can ever truly flourish if it stifles the potential of its women and deprive itself of the contribution of half of its citizens. So with that, uh, you know, Michelle, hi girl. <laughs> yes. Um, so what's your vision globally for black women, for sisters like ourselves? So at the core of what it is, we want women and black women to live well, to be well mentally, physically, and health and spirit, to know that she is enough, to be able to know that she can elevate and go to the next level, to no longer have insecurities based on labels and things that people placed on her, and to just feel confident in who God created her to be, and to know that she can do all things no matter what. And so it's all about helping her become that version of her that she wants to get to and heal the parts of her that no longer serve her today. Amazing. Did you ever imagine that you would be that vision that you are talking about? Never, ever. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never have I ever. Right. No. Amazing. The I hope power. you recognize that yeah. within yourselves because sometimes we talk about what we aspire to see in other people and yet that same person that you're describing is the person who's talking, you know? Um, so I hope within that conversation you recognize that about I, yourself. I received that. I, received that. <laughs> um, I guess you're here in Nairobi and Zanzibar for a reason. Who would like to tell us why? So we're here for the retreat that brought me to the Colored Girl. So clearly it's a magical retreat because it took me out of corporate America. I had a really, really cushy big check coming every month. No, uh, but yeah, so no, we're here for the annual Amara retreat. This is our fourth annual um, retreat. It would have been the fifth annual retreat um, if we didn't have to postpone uh, 2020 because of COVID, fire, uh, COVID pandemic. But yeah, so this is our fifth annual retreat. We're bringing 50 women um, from across the globe together for a transformative wellness experience. As a person whose life was completely changed uh, for the Amara retreat, I would say it's an experience like no other. Other, It's uh, seven days, seven nights actually, of pure sisterhood, vulnerability, uh, being able to connect with the motherland where we all originated. Um, and it's just a completely, I would just say, heart-wrenching, awakening um, but yet light and fun, energetic. And when you leave, it's just like, <sighs> what are some of the things that people who would like to sign up at least next year? Because obviously it's too late. Um, but in Africa, nothing's too late. But <laughs> <laughs> did you just call out on us? <laughs> Thank you. It's a fact. It's a fact. Um, <laughs> Black Americans are the same. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're the same. Um, what are some of the things that you know I'll be doing in seven nights? Like. Take us through like one of the days or some of the things to expect. For sure. So what you can expect at Amara is a combination of things. It's a retreat unlike any other because we um, created a conferencing aspect to it. There's the travel and experiences aspect to it. There's the girl trip feel. And then it's 
uh, having those just safe spaces and conversations. So for seven days, we always bring in uh, some top influencers and speakers to be able to lead thought leadership so that the women leave with resources. And um, so this year we have Tanika Boyd, uh, who is a lifestyle luxury and travel influencer, (laughs) Uh, Skylar Marshai, who is a luxury travel influencer, but also a social strategist for brands such as HBO. Um, And we have Sydney Michelle, who is the deputy editor for Travel Noir, as well as the beautiful Angela here will be a speaker among some other amazing women. And it's about having conversations around personal development and professional development. In addition to that, of course, we cannot come to Nairobi without going to the safari and experiencing the culture here, as well as we're having a partnership with Kenya Tourism Board, where we're having a welcome dinner, we're having a fashion show and shopping experience. And um, we're just super excited. And then in Zanzibar, it's all about the water. We're getting on a yacht, like we're doing the most, (laughs) like the absolute most. Um, And we're just excited. And this year, we have the title sponsor of Amazon backing this. And so it's a great opportunity for us to really elevate and uh, create an experience for the women and for next year as well. What are the three things you want people to get out of this experience? Yeah, so um, this year's theme is a theme of abundance. Um, And so what we want the most is to to leave scarcity behind, a scarcity mindset behind and walk in that you it's your birthright to live abundantly. I mean, I could give you three, but that's all like I want them to take away with. And it's something that you said earlier around um, a soft life. And I think as you know, women of color, we don't believe that we can have a soft life. But I have been um, manifesting and saying and telling everybody that I know that I'm trying to live a life of leisure. So and, you know, in, in that abundant mindset, being able to, you know, enjoy a life of leisure, a life of luxury and and like live in that. I love it. Uh, you unpacked what is black girl luxury is and Amara promises to give you all that in one package. I love the way you're connecting you know sisters from the states and sisters in the continent. Um, how is for colored girls including the girl who is not uh, able to come to your event how are you doing maybe like the community aspect of it. Yeah, so this year will be the first year that we're actually having a virtual aspect to it that's Mm -hmm. happening in September. And this is an opportunity for Amara to go online, for people to be able to experience what Amara is. You get everything except for the safaris and the excursions, um, but you get to see those conversations. You get to connect with other women. Um, You get to shop the different vendors and support different Black-owned and women-of-color-owned businesses. And so that's a way that we're bringing our community in this year. And um, as far as next year, we're doing a huge push to be able to, uh, based on the location that we go to, to make sure that women that are locally there have the opportunity to also join us in these conversations. Because there was a moment in Johannesburg where a woman who was from South Africa was present in a room and the panel was on motherhood. And she stood up and she apologized and said, I'm so sorry that we never came back for you. And the entire room started crying crying and it was the apology that or the the message that we never knew that we needed in that moment especially as like black american women who were like taken from this land and a lot of times we don't know our heritage we don't know what tribe we came from we don't have that connection and so it's those moments why it's so important for all of us to be in the same room and have those conversations because it allows you guys to know more about us as well as us to know more about you all i love the fact that you um you're bridging the gap that was very very powerful 
powerful. Um, there are so many women that you all have helped. You've said close to 82,000 or more, yes? Yes. On this journey. I'm just curious to know who was that woman in your life that helped you see your own light? So for me, definitely my sister. I mean, she is my everything. Everything I do is for her and now my nephew. Um, and, you know, since we were little, you know, she's been combing my hair for school walking me to the bus, always my biggest cheerleader, always so excited for me. Um, and so to have someone that you can truly depend on, who loves you no matter what, that's rare outside of like a parent. And so having that that sister makes me want to ha- give sisters who don't have sisters the same love and compassion and empathy and support that they may not have. Wow. Gonchetto Rezo. I love that. I would say it's more recent. I would say within the last five years, I have a mentor named Terry Matthews, who I feel that I can call for literally anything, um, whether it's uh, from a Christian or spirituality standpoint or just a woman standpoint or just a business standpoint. And it's good to be able to know that you have somebody that you can call and you could just kind of unzip yourself and put it all on the table and there's no judgment there. And when you leave, it's like I always leave with little nuggets or just different things that I can implement into my life and so I would say that she's that person for me. You created an organization that's called the word specifically colored girls so you created it because at some point in your life you lacked something and so you created an organization to fulfill that lack for someone else who is younger than you or even same age as you or older than you what was that luck? I would say for me, I was always the awkward black girl. I was the black girl. Is that right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I was that girl that didn't really fit in. I didn't care to fit in, but at the same time, you want people to understand you. You don't always want to be misunderstood or like feel as if you're not seen or always having to like explain yourself. And so I wanted to be able to create something for other women who felt that way as well. Um, and also, I'm the type of black girl, I like juice bars. I like yoga. I like different mm-hmm. things. And where I came from in Houston during the time, like that wasn't what we did. And so a lot of times it felt like, where's the space for us? Where's the space for the person who kind of walks outside of the line or is outside of the box mm-hmm. of what a black woman or a black person is supposed to act like? And so that's where it came from. It came from a place of wanting to be seen, but not in a way of wanting to be like a celebrity about it. It was just seeing me for the person that I was as a human and so that's where that kind of seed came from and then um, once I realized oh there's other people out there that feels the same it just grew naturally and organically into what it is so for you because you attended it clearly you were lacking something and you were looking for a space that you can attach yourself what was the reason for wanting to attach yourself to that space so actually you know my sister my favorite person on earth she found the retreat Um, and at the time I was like going through a mix of a depression Um, I was overlooked for a job that I had sold like a lot of seeds in, worked for this company for a lot of years, made it hundreds of millions of dollars, and they hired a white woman from London instead of promoting me. And I was very angry about that. Um, and so my sister saw the advertisement, and um, she's like, we're going to Morocco. Mm. And I was like, no, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I literally said, like, this is a black girl, I'm not doing it. Um, and, and my sister's like, we're going. And, um, and my sister, I said, well, if they take my Amex, I will go. <laughs> my sister reached out to Tori and, and uh, it worked. And I and again, I said, like, everyone needs to heal. Like, we're not all, you know, perfect. Everyone has our journey mm-hmm. to being the best, you know, person mm-hmm. or who we can be and who we are. And so I always tell that story because, you know, it seems like I've always been the best 
colored girl or the, you know, whatever, but I have not always been that way. And so uh, it took my sister knowing, having someone, an accountability partner, someone to know what I need before I need it to bring me along that journey. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful. Thank you for creating spaces for women like myself. I will tell you about my story. Um, I'm the darkest in the family. And in our local language, when you're called darkness, it sounds awful. And I had to unlearn and, uh, you know, create, recreate my, my beauty. And, you know, this melanin you're saying, this is what you get. And I believe in myself that I'm beautiful. I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not defined by my melanin, but I know I'm beautiful in every form, color or whatever. So um, I'm still unlearning how to fully accept, uh, you know, in the, this era of social media and Eurocentric beauty standards. So thank you for creating that space um, to even you sharing your story you know in texas here growing up in a village in kenya i didn't know you know my story was relatable so that's very powering well you're absolutely gorgeous if no one told you that today thank you yeah. oh god yeah. she gave me today for the doing but we love it for her no i'm you know i'm all about confidence so thank you for refilling yeah i love it um question so when you talk about mindset and evidence it's something that in African households, we are always told as African women, shrink yourself. Uh, don't talk like that. Uh, women are supposed to be submissive. So how are you trying to, uh, what are skills uh, are you trying to instill in African women like myself to unlearn and to recreate a new reality for themselves? So I take it more from a business lens of like just feeling confident, right? Like how do you have enough tools in your toolbox to feel like I'm enough? Because a lot of um, insecurities and lack of confidence coming comes from not knowing that you have enough to bring to the table, um, enough to bring to the table, but you do. So like just identifying those small milestones, those small wins. And we ask our community to, no matter how big or small it is, like celebrate them. Amazing. And I would add to that, I think a lot of times the reason why we we go through the things that we go through from a confidence standpoint is because we get from a place where we're so far away from our feminine energy that it puts us in a place, whether it's in work, you're operating a lot of times in the masculine or it's like you said, where they tell you you have to be extremely submissive and shrink yourself. And that's not actually feminine energy either. And so I think once we really like tap into like who God created us to be and what we have in us. And if you operate from that place, it allows you to be able to show up confidently, which isn't easy. Um, but it's all it's like getting back to remembering like who you are and who we are as women and like the divine, the divine feminine alike guide you always. Femininity is my superpower. <laughs> Every black girl should remind themselves of that. I agree. Thank you for that. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, so for this season of Overreact, um, our theme is women in leadership, women in business, and you both are entrepreneurs. Um, what one word of advice or how would you define leadership? So that's one question for one of you. And um, Tori, my question to you will be, if you were given a billboard, what one word of advice would you put on that billboard for any colored girl out there that wants to walk your journey, walk your path to an abundance mindset? That's a good question. No one's ever asked asked me to define leadership. And I'm going to define it with a, a one word, um, two words. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't stop. That's leadership. Because if your team sees that you don't stop, that you're resilient, that no matter how hard it is, no matter what 
you know, obstacles thrown your way and you just don't stop. You just keep pushing forward, getting things done. That's leadership. And that's going to energize your team to keep going on those bad days. Love it. And I was I would say as far as what I would put on a billboard, it's be you like be authentic. Right. A lot of times, especially with social media, it's so easy to look at other people and want to emulate them or have their lives. But there's a reason why you were created in the way that you're created. So if you could just show up authentically and figure out who you are, then the doors and everything will open for you because you're just being that version of you that you are as opposed to trying to be somebody else. Amazing. will always make space for you if you allow it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. Thank you. It's been so great. And I feel like I want to tap, if I hope you have time after this, because um, yeah. I want to tap into more about what you've achieved. It's great. I wish you all the best with the retreat. I am so jealous. I think I might just not look at your social media during that time. <laughs> um, but I wish you all the best. I hope the women come out of there different from when they left and from when they got there and the people that they come out and they enrich other people as a result which I, I know that that's one of the things that you want it to be like a ripple effect um, and to our overreactors thank you so much for listening you have been tuning in to the overreact podcast which is recorded at Coffee 9 Studios a place where other content creators can create a podcast like this or even create video content interact with us follow us and engage with us on at sisterspeaks254 on Twitter TikTok and Instagram Make sure that you tune in every Monday, 10.30 p.m. East African time on Capital FM Kenya. And also subscribe on our podcast platforms on SoundCloud, on Sister Speaks Global podcast platforms on Apple, Spotify, Google, and Anchor. As we wrap it up, we are reminded right in this space that there's enough room for all of us. And uh, thank you for enforcing sisterhood, uh, you know, from the States to Africa. We really appreciate that. So Thank you so much for overreacting with us. Uh, leadership has been sold to us as max- masculine. And thank you for teaching African women how to be leaders and to be authentic. It's your girl, Monica Mahoya. Afiz. And it's your girl, Lash Angela. If you don't have what you're looking for, create it for others to have the same is what I've learned today. It's your girl, Angela Wamboy. And let's keep connecting the dots for all of our sisters from the diaspora all the way back to the continent. Ladies, let's overreact. overreact.